We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the calendar turns to December, this football season has already been one to remember. Welcome all back to the NFC East Feast. Hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving. John, if you didn't enjoy the outcome of the football game, I hope you enjoyed time with the family. I did, Brian. Um, you know, I, I did have a happy Thanksgiving still. Food was great. Smoked some turkeys. Um, nice. And then, you know, watch my commanders get smoked. Yes, well, let's let's get right into it. We're going to start off with the Thanksgiving Day game. Dallas Cowboys come out of the rivalry with a 45-10 one-sided beating. Um, John, we talked about it all year. This is what the Dallas Cowboys do. They beat bad teams. And I did not think two weeks ago the Washington Commanders were a bad team. I thought when you guys were sitting at 4-6 and six that you had a shot at that wild card spot. Since then, of course, two bad losses. Um, a few firings in the organization I'm sure you'll go over and that you're happy about. Um, for me, the commanders obviously didn't play a very good game. I still saw some bright spots. Um, Sam Howell throws for 300 yards on a good defense, only one turnover. Of course, I got to talk about that one turnover happens to be an NFL record. Deron Big Stan Bland, one of our favorite guys here on the East Feast, his fifth pick six of the season, an NFL record, and he's still got a handful of games to go to uh, – to add to that record, so impressed by the uh, sixth-round draft pick out of Fresno State last year. Yeah, and such a humble hey, kid. Props, and, and... props to him because we definitely, I, or at least I did, clowned him a little bit in one of our uh, off-season episodes the, the sure. year he was drafted two years ago because six-round guy and, like, just incredible, man. Good for him. Deron Bland. He, uh, I, I got sent a story this week. Um, CT sent me that. Like, in high school, he was a one-star recruit. He had to walk on wow. somewhere converted to, to defensive back, went to a junior college, I believe, then transferred to Fresno State, started one year, had two career college interceptions, but the Cowboys saw something on film. Shout out to that front office for getting him in the sixth round. And now it's it's kind of crazy, man. Like we when that Trayvon Diggs injury happened, a lot of people thought that might be the end of, you know, the Cowboys playoff hopes. But he has Dude, filled in the shoes. Man up. Yes. Great job. And um I don't want to get too far into the future, but but man, the prospects of next year having Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Gilmore, and Deron Bland as our three uh, corners. It's going to be a dangerous secondary. But back to Thanksgiving, Deron Bland um, gets a touchdown. The Commanders ran the ball uh, effectively. Brian Robinson, like 15 carries for 50 yards. Like They actually were able to uh, penetrate the line of scrimmage. And um, Curtis Samuel goes for like 10 catches in 100 yards. So the Commanders were able to move the ball, but obviously only get into the end zone one time. And uh, Dak Prescott continues his... MVP play can can I say John like you, you sent me over um some sat, stats today I'm um, comparing his um statistics to Patrick Mahomes he has the same uh, team record he has more passing yards than Mahomes more touchdowns than Mahomes less interceptions a better passer rating and a better completion percentage than the greatest quarterback on earth so right now I don't think I'm even being a homer in saying uh Dak Prescott is is an MVP candidate. Of course, I don't know if he's going to win the award. Um, this has been a lot against lesser competition, but uh, he is playing his ass off. And as of course, I I, uh, I, I told you, John, I, I'm getting more boosters of the Dak scene. I'm I'm on board. Love the way the kid's playing. I have a, I have a hot take about Dak and Mike McCarthy. I'm going to save it um, until we get into our Week 13 preview. But um, everyone on on that Dallas was clicking. Tony Pollard, 100 uh, total yards, gets into the end zone again. Dallas Cowboys defense was all over Sam Howell running for his life, although he did get into the end zone using his legs. Uh, I come away with the game impressed by Sam Howell again, um, but the commander's defense um, is a disgrace. And, uh, John, I'm sure you're going to talk about uh, 
few guys that left the building this week. Yeah, well, you know what, Brian? The first thing I want to talk about, and I'm happy you brought up Dak because I definitely sent you that Instagram post earlier today uh, out of respect, you know? So yes. I initially would like to give Dak all due respect. But what what's Dak's problem, bro? That's what I want to know. Here what's we that go. guy's problem? No. What's, what's his problem? Wait, he's going to he's going to kick, he's got to punch, you going to punch down on the Commanders on Thanksgiving Day. You going to hide turkeys? You know, hide turkey legs in the Salvation Army bucket oh, in that preparation. Was, yeah, that was for up. your fourth quarter scores. Yeah, that was a little, a little disrespectful what's, to the what, Commanders. What's Cavante Turpin's issue? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's not really in the holiday spirit to to do to do that to an opponent. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. That pissed me off, man. Listen, the Commanders <laughs> obviously got outplayed. Uh, by the Cowboys, it, but it did. It, it wasn't as bad as I originally thought. I mean, we we had, uh, you know, we had the the kind of like safe playbook. I felt like against you guys, it was basically like kind of just don't get beat bad. And yes. ultimately, you can't play that way. You can't play scared in the NFL. And ultimately, obviously, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Dak and and the crew just kind of continue to build on what they had been building on all game. I think you could kind of feel that that was the, the narrative of the game was that, you know, something big was coming. It it just felt that way, at least as a commander's fan. And, um, you know, but all jokes aside, you know, like I am kind of happy because it was just, it, it took too many of these in my opinion to have Jack Del Rio exit the building. Um, but this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, I think it's, it's been long past due. And especially, you know, like, like I mentioned last week, like finding out about the cronyism that was, you know, the Brent Wieselmeyer position, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's why. So that he, Brent Wieselmeyer also out of the building, both of them were fired. Um, and, and I think it, that firing, and I've been saying this all year, wasn't a product of what happened this year because you have four years, well, three plus years of a book on, on Jack Del Rio and his defense. And the biggest problem is that they don't adjust. Well, he essentially looks like he refuses to make adjustments sometimes. And, (laughs) you know, that was a golden opportunity for your Cowboys offensively to just continue, um, their drive. Um, and, and kind of continue to build on what they've been building on the season, which is kind of that, that resurgence of Dak Prescott. And, you know, he definitely is out to show the world uh, between him and CD lamb that, that they are going to be competitive this year. But, you know, after that beatdown, after how uh, ridiculously um, absurd and rude that was of Dak and the team to be eating Turkey out of the Salvation Army bucket, I'm going to say, I can't wait for you guys to go one and done in the playoffs, Brian. It's going to be real <laughs> sweet. It's going to be real sweet. I'm going to be eating turkey on my couch. Uh, and and uh, no. But, yeah, you mentioned Sam Howell running for his life. Really didn't have much time to pass. The Cowboys defense is still legit. Um, and obviously, you know, bright futures for you guys, like as you mentioned, with um, with getting Diggs back next year. But you got to be encouraged with what you guys have on the field right now because offensively that's at least been kind of one of the things that the commanders could fall back on this year was yeah the defense sucks but in many games we've had an offense that can fight and and put up some points too to keep these games competitive and it just it wasn't there and just to put the cherry on top you know and you know we're fighting back and sam makes a bad throw sam's got the arm to make those out route throws no problem yeah i think that's just i think that was less Bad Sam Howell and great Deron Bland. So again, kudos to him. <laughs> I don't huge call. Uh, I don't know if you've rewatched any of the uh, the call by Nance and, and Tony yep. Romo. Just hysterical. Like Nance just gives this epic historic kind of you know oh history, and then immediately after Tony Romo just got to put his foot in it and be like, oh man, I just got to say, Jim, that's. I got goosebumps right now. That was like the greatest thing I've ever. That was just the greatest call ever. And you're like Tony, just shut up and let him do it. Shut his up, thing. Tony. 
but yeah, no, Jim Nance, uh, the consummate pro. Like, yeah, it was, it was, uh, like you knew something special was happening as the play unfolded. And obviously, he only had to beat Sam Howell. It's not like he did some spectacular return. But yeah, he 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 was not yet in the end zone. But the the suspense was building that, like, oh my God, is he really going to do it again? And uh, he put the exclamation point on that victory. Micah Parsons looked what? good. Another sack and a half. Go ahead. Well, sorry. What was uh? What did I text you guys about that Tony kept repeating during the game that was cracking me up? I can't remember that, but this was the oh. this was the you got to give him at game. least two cracks at it, Jim. Yeah, that was the Sunday game. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was the Eagles Bro, game. Talking it, talking about when Jalen Hurts uh was, yeah. was was driving. Yeah, t- Tony is a. Uh, I like him. He's a football guy, but he gets so fired up sometimes. It's almost like he forgets that there's 20 million people like listening yeah. to his every word. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we move on, um, I would be remorse. Uh, we were talking so much about Deron Bland and, and the, the success of the Dallas Cowboys secondary. They have terrific, terrific safeties. And I heard a name that was brought up this week that not a lot of people uh, know. And that name is Al Harris. Al Harris is the defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And under Al Harris, um, you know, a couple years ago, Trayvon Diggs had 11 interceptions, leads the NFL. Now this six-round rookie comes in last year. I believe Deron Bland had four picks as a rookie. Now he's got five of them, well, six this year, excuse me, total. Five go into the end zones. This guy's got like 11 interceptions in two years. The safety play has been um, with, with J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker, and Donovan Wilson. Those guys have gotten better later in their career. And Al Harris, if, uh, if you guys, if that name sounds familiar, was a defensive back. Yeah. For the Green Bay Packers for a long time, played for the Eagles for a little bit. I think he even played for the Bucks for a season or two at the end of his career. But he played like he he was drafted in 1998, played all the way until 2011. So he played on those great Packer teams. He even played with Brett Favre for a couple of years. Played with Aaron Rodgers, I believe, in the, the Super Bowl year that were, um, when they when they beat Pittsburgh. So Al Harris, um, th- that guy knows how to to play defensive back. And it's clear I want to give my uh, my game ball of the week. He can coach the defensive back position. It wouldn't be surprised if one day, um, if Dan Quinn uh, moves out the door to get a head coaching job, perhaps Coach Harris gets elevated to defensive coordinator. So, shout out to Al Harris and all those defensive backs on the Cowboys. Um, but the good times keep rolling. But um, the schedule is going to begin to stiffen as uh, we get closer to Christmas. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, briefly, I want to recap a game that had one total touchdown. And that was the New York Giants defeating um, the New England Patriots. Excuse me, two touchdowns. Shout out to Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, Yeah, Ramondre gets in the end zone. I believe Jay Ludd's actually called um, Stevenson to have a good game. If you you had him in your fantasy lineup, he had about 90 yards and a touchdown. Another guy who actually had a decent fantasy day would be Tommy DeVito Paisano. My boy, 17 for 25, 191 yards, a touchdown, no turnovers. Like... These are actually starting quarterback numbers. Like the guy's only got one interception, seven touchdowns. Like clearly I think everyone knows this is just a fun story. It almost reminds me of like uh, when team Tim Tebow made his run. Like, like I feel like people just want to root for DeVito so much. He got I his family out there. Taylor Heineke. Oh no, no, no. Little, he's no little, Taylor, little Heineke. Taylor Heineke. A little bit. The giant yeah, he's, Taylor he's, Heineke. Yeah. He's plucky like Heineke. Um, but like you see DeVito's family, like he's got like twenty five Guidos out in the parking lot smoking cigars. They're all doing the celebration. Like it's just fun. And I, th- I think for a Giants fan, like right now, probably you would rather not have them win these games to get a higher yeah. draft pick and perhaps perhaps be in the sweepstakes to get one of these elite college quarterbacks. They might be playing their way out of the Drake May and Caleb, Caleb Williams sweepstakes, but at least it gives them something to root for. Oh, like they were having absolutely. they were having a good time out there. So so good for Devito. I hope this kid. For his sake, wins another couple games. The Giants can go into the, go into the year maybe a, a respectable like six and eleven or something. Um, and for those veterans, like I saw Saquon Barkley is so fired up. Isaiah Hodgins on um, stiff arms that defender to get into the end zone. Saquon is fired up. Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney, these guys who are Pro Bowl caliber players, they are showing up to work on Sunday and they're excited. And for that, um, I think it's awesome. Giants get get an ugly victory. The Patriots are in total dismay. I mean, it's who would have thought that throughout that 20-year dynasty so quickly quickly would fall apart. They are perhaps the worst team in football, with all due respect to the Carolina Panthers. Um, John, any thoughts on this dumpster <laughs> fire? <laughs> no, I mean, it was just that, man. I mean, but to your point, man, like even like we were talking about it pre-pod, like even we were having fun with the Tommy DeVito stuff, right? Like it keeps the games interesting. 
you know, you're yeah. posting funny stuff and, and good, good stuff on the Instagram. Um, it, it makes it entertaining to watch and like, ultimately like you want wins, but the giants aren't in a position right now where those, those are going to come readily. So yeah, to your point, it's nice that it's nice to at least see a fight, right? Like you yes. got a guy who's going to go out. I, I've said it throughout the year. Like these teams aren't tanking, right? Like maybe the coaches want to tank, maybe the front office wants to tank, but like, it's hard to tell these players to, you know, like they're not going to do it. They're not going to quit. These guys don't have quit in them. So right. it's cool to see a guy kind of get the fan base riled up and, and maybe give confidence to the team. Um, one, one player of note too, you mentioned Ramondre Stevenson, but on the giant side, Jalen Hyatt goes off for a hundred yards. Um, yes. He's a guy that I think, you know, they really would like to uh, build the wide receiving corpse around. Um, so it's nice to take, to see him kind of, um, you know, take some, take some steps in the right direction. Yep. Um, fantasy wise, I don't think that's really worth much at this point, especially because probably not the the Patriots are a bad team. You mentioned it, but again, it's encouraging to see. Um, otherwise, yeah, not much else to say here. I'm, I hope it, I hope it stays fun to watch for, for all of our giants fans out there. Yes. All right. Let's end our week 12 recap with the game of the week an overtime thriller in a monsoon the rain was pouring down in philadelphia eagles come out comeback victory 37 to 34 this was an ugly game um eagles only had seven points going into halftime uh the whole whole offense looked disheveled but man jalen hurts comes out and just an mvp performance in the second half put the team on his back you can tell his knee still isn't right but he ran the football, used his arm. He threw a crazy pass to um, Olamide Zacchaeus in the back of the end zone. Don't even know how he saw him, how, how Zacchaeus comes down with it. Got some stats here on my guy Jalen. Uh, when <clears throat> trailing in the second half in overtime this season, Jalen Hurts' stats are as followed. 67% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, a passer rating of 138.6. Wow. Like there is levels to this game and Jalen Hurts goes to a different level when it's in prime time. Um, I, I heard a stat that when he was at Oklahoma, um, I forget who they played in his final college game in a bowl game, but they had a heart rate monitor on Jalen Hurts. And when he was on the sideline watching his defense, his heart rate would rise. When he would enter the football game, it would lower. It is it, like that's like something out of a comic book. Like this dude, bro, this some dude David has David Goggins no... stuff, bro. Guys got yes! superpowers. Jalen Hurts, stay hard. Um, but yeah, it's, this, this guy, uh, this guy can cannot be frazzled. And in in a game, uh, AJ Brown did get in the end zone, but he wasn't very effective. Devontae Smith had another great game, led the Eagles with hundred yards receiving. DeAndre Swift um, was able to do some things, both running and catching the football. So I see a spark from him. Uh, another note on the Eagles here: Lane Johnson um, was out this game. They're, they're all pro right tackle. So they were able to win the game without Lane Johnson. They were able to win the game um, trailing at halftime, and they were able to win the game being outgained by an opponent. That's the fourth straight time this has happened, guys. For the fourth straight time, the Eagles were losing at halftime, and they were outgained by their opponent, yet they still won. Now, is that sustainable? If you want to be an Eagles detractor, you can say eventually that's going to catch up to them when um, you know, they still have a tough schedule coming up. They're about to play to probably the two best teams in the NFC other than themselves. So maybe eventually this catches up to them. But for me, John, right now, the Eagles are the cream of the crop. Yeah, man, it's wild. I picked against them, and, and watching that game, there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, Buffalo is going to showcase. They're going to be the better team here in messy weather. And yes. <clears throat> just – uh, Josh Allen, dude, like you just got to be hanging your head at this point, man. It's like <laughs> yeah. six of these overtime losses, never won a game in overtime. But uh, it's tough, man. You know the Bills are a good team. You yes. know what they can do. You know the talent level that they have. And yet, you know, this thing come when push comes to shove, the Eagles gut it out, dude. And it's just like you said, I mean – statistically it's it is probably not sustainable but like tell like when are you gonna at this point like when are you gonna bet against the eagles i mean i know i did last week but like that looks stupid <laughs> now right vegas is like about you, to do it 
Yeah, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts and and just his cool, calm, collected demeanor. It's so wild that like he's got it's such a Philly thing, right? Like he's the adult in the room and like Nick Sirianni's yap, yap, yapping on the sidelines, yes. talking shit to fans, like screaming at other coaches and players from the sidelines. It's just, it, it's wild uh, that he has been so successful and it's crazy to see how good he's even been. Like you said, playing through this knee injury. Um, there were definitely times where you kind of saw it, but I also think that he, um, he made a lot of plays with his legs um, oh, yeah. when it mattered. 65 yards rushing, I believe. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that for any, for most quarterbacks, 65 seems like a lot for Jalen. That's not much, Average. but it was also always that crucial moments. It was, and it was a lot of times just what they needed, right? He wasn't trying to do too much. Um, and yeah, you mentioned, I mean, there's, you know, some of their, their, uh, their stars were out, uh, DeAndre Swift plays really well. Um, he showcases. Um, he's gets 5.7 yards per carry. Nice. Uh, it's been a little while since he's done something like that. Um, and then Devonta Smith, uh, to uh, I was texting you guys during the game, to uh, my chagrin, uh, has mm-hmm, a phenomenal mm-hmm. game, killing me fantasy-wise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it. it's just at this point, when you gut out wins like that, it's – that's exactly what you want to see out of a football team down the stretch. Oh, and we can't not mention Jake Elliott, right? Maybe you did and I missed it. But no, I did not. Sixty, Basically a 60-yard field goal in that weather in to a get them into overtime. I mean, that, bro, that's just crazy. I, it, it, they're just clicking on every cylinder right now, and they look destined to be that team um, again this year. Um, so, so we'll see where it goes, but – kudos you gotta give gotta give the eagles the flowers i guess yeah and like you said man (laughs) tough break for josh allen the guy like is i think oh and seven in overtime did the dude had like 400 maybe 450 yards of total offense he's leaving it all on the field probably for for them them to move yes all of them i mean gabe davis steps up and has a great game i mean despite the fact that i I think philadelphia's defense still played pretty well i know this was a high scoring game but yeah that Eagles defensive line is serious. Gabe Davis, I don't know what happened in overtime. I don't know if he ran the wrong route or if Josh Allen had the wrong read on where he was going, but they could right. have won that game in overtime. He like it's Gabe cut like ran like a post corner. Josh thought he was yeah. going to um hit his head on the on the goal post. Just just a little um off on their communication, but nothing to hang your head on. I mean, I'd say that this the Buffalo Bills are the best 6 and 6 team in the history of the NFL. I if oh, they yeah. get into the if they get into the playoffs, I still would not want to play them just cuz they're so explosive. But yeah. um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this year, if the Bills season ends before the postseason or ends miserably in the first round of the playoffs, maybe uh, what's what's his name? McDermott. There's uh, Sean McDermott, um, their coach uh, could be yeah. could be looking for a new job. I'm not I'm not sure. They've already fired God, the offensive that would be coordinator. Wild, but yeah, we shall see. But um, the Eagles move on. They're 10 and one right now. Got a huge matchup. Um, we will talk about here in a few minutes. Uh, I think this week. I'm going to forgo the quarterback rankings. There's there's other rankings. That, uh, I, wanted to, <laughs> I want to talk to Jay Luz. Welcome to the show. I want to talk to you about, John. I want to talk about the rankings of the NFC East right now. Because due to you getting swept by the New York football giants, the Washington Commanders find themselves in last place, I think, for the first time all season. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's not a great place to be, I'll tell you that. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of uh, local Washington media um, in my long drives to work. And one of the funniest things that was said early on this week, as I was driving was like, there was was some show I'm listening to and there's, they're talking about something like Lud's fart noise there or something. (laughs) And, and the guest that they had on at the moment was like, yeah, it's going to be a long five weeks. And that's exactly what comes to mind. It's like, it's going to be a long five weeks, man. And it, it stinks. But it's also like I'm wearing I'm wearing the shirt on the pod. I survived the Dan Snyder era. Yes, sir. Um, and and I'm just reminding myself of that. You know, it's been 22, 23 years of hot dumpster fire garbage mismanagement. And this is just one more year that, you know, they, they took over early in the offseason. It is what it is. We got to get through the year and, and then we can start focusing on the future. But 
I think that losing to your Cowboys this week, it, it sucked losing to the Giants the way we did, but then yeah. losing to the Cowboys in the fashion that we did to follow that was just more of a stamp on like this franchise is not in the league that's, you know, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys yeah. are. So definitely frustrating. I've said it about the Giants. I'll say it about my commanders right now, looking at the schedule ahead and obviously we'll get there, but it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, Commanders fans. So take a deep breath. It might not be a bad thing if I've, I'm already I'm already diving into mock drafts, and there's a couple really good um, left tackle prospects yep. in this draft. So I think you yeah, guys, the more State. you shoot up that, yeah, the kid from Penn State. I can't pronounce his name, but if you can get a top 15, possibly top 10 pick. Sure up yeah. that offensive line, protect Sam Howell, give him time to distribute to those weapons that you have, bolster, rebolster that defensive line, help out Emmanuel Forbes in the young secondary. I think brighter days are ahead. But like you said, gonna be a long five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All this right. is clearly clearly a a, a a definitive line in the sand in, in this division this year. It's it's the Cowboys and the Eagles playing for, you know, Super Bowl essentially, and it's it's uh, the dumps. It's the dumps <laughs> for the for the other two. All right, Luds, we're gonna get into our week thirteen preview here. Um, how was your Thanksgiving? You, you, did you enjoy the cruise, my friend? It was fun, man. It was fun. I'm actually di- just disappointed. I gave that fart noise. I wanted to see if Devito maybe jumped up the list. Hey, <laughs> straight wins. I, I I mean, you're right, but but who can I put down? I can't like Dak is playing an MVP so, level. Jalen Hurst has had a crazy comeback. Sam Howell didn't. It's not he's not the reason the Commanders suck. Do you, no, do you do your rankings more so on stats or more so on wins and stats? Oh, I do. I just wing it. I it's a, it's a total Devito's biased winning. opinion. It's a feel. It's a vibe. Yeah, Devito's winning. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. Who you put? You're putting Devito over Sam Howell. No, I might. I mean, maybe. Absolutely okay, well, not. Maybe Luds. Next week, Luds will have to do the quarterback rankings based on the outcomes <laughs> of Week 13. But it's good to have you yeah. back, buddy. Um, Glad to be back. Guys. We're gonna we're gonna dive into Week 13. Um, we got to start with Thursday Night Football. We're uh, them Cowboys uh, are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. How many home games have the Cowboys won in a row? Eleven. If it's not eleven, it's twelve. Cowboys are good at home. But I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are a bad team. We always talk about how the Cowboys beat bad teams. I don't think the Seahawks are good. I think they're average, as their 6-5 six, six and five record would indicate. The Cowboys are nine-point favorites, though. I think that's a big line. Curious to see your opinion uh, on that, Luds. Before I get into the X's and O's of this game, I think, like, right now, Dak Prescott, if you go onto the Yahoo or ESPN rankings, he's, like, the number one quarterback ranked this week. Like, that's crazy. Like, before the year, he wasn't even in the top ten. And I spoke earlier how, you know, Dak is is as firmly entrenched into the MVP race. And it, and it got me thinking, like, what is different about Dak Prescott this year? This is the best version of Dak we've seen. I believe we're going to continue to see that version tomorrow against Seattle. And I think I'm going to eat a little bit of crow here. And I owe an apology to one Mike McCarthy. I will title this seg- this segment, Maybe It Wasn't Mike. Um, a lot of talk is going on uh, the NFL interwebs about Aaron Rodgers um, being activated the 21-day practice window. He could possibly come back for the Jets. So in oh, this yeah. Aaron Rodgers game, trying to come back. Commanders game. Yeah, great. that would okay. that would be perfect Move for on. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of this Roger Rodgers chatter I've heard, um, you know, of talking about his playoff record with Green Bay and what he's going to do going forward. And a static that um, came to me that. Under my, um, excuse me, Matt LaFleur, who I think most people consider a good coach. I, I do. Aaron Rodgers had a below 500 playoff record. Well, when he was playing under Mike McCarthy, he had a, an above 500 playoff record. He won his only Super Bowl, but he wanted Mike McCarthy out of town. And I'm I, I'm guilty of this. I wanted Mike McCarthy out of town um, parts of the past two seasons. Mike McCarthy comes over to Dallas. He gives the reins to a young offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Now, I think Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. But with a lot of controversy, Kellen Moore was asked to leave. Now he's um, having his struggles, um, as are most people in the Chargers organization. But Mike McCarthy takes over the play-calling duties. Again, this is Mike McCarthy who won a Super Bowl. And now this is Mike McCarthy who has Dak Prescott playing the best football of his career. And I just want to formally apologize to a a one, I I think, John. We called him John Goodman, the 90s sitcom dad. (laughs) I think he's a good coach. I don't know if he's going to coach this team to a Super Bowl nobody has since Jimmy freaking Johnson and Barry Switzer in 95 and 96 
But I think that I was way too hard on him. And uh, I, 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 owe, I owe Dak Prescott's success, I think, to what Mike McCarthy has tailored this offense. John, do, you, do I sound crazy? Or do, you th- or, or do you think McCarthy deserves a little bit of credit? I just love it, man, because I feel like this is playing right into my plan of Uh-oh. your Cowboys going one and done in the playoffs, man. You no. guys have beat up on some bad teams in recent yes. weeks. And I think the Cowboys are getting a little high on the horse here, man. You, what you said it, <clears throat> the Seahawks are not a bad team. Um, they are definitely at best an average team, but they do have weapons. And my first thought came to Devin Witherspoon, who is playing mm-hmm. out of his shoes right now. And that just seems like a trap for Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think that the Cowboys will lose this game. They're at home, obviously, in their, their stretch here of, of home games. But... Yeah, take it with a grain of salt right now, man, because you guys, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. We kind of assumed with y'all's roster and with your schedule that the Cowboys would would put themselves in a playoff position. So, again, I think we just – I think we got to let the season play out with the Cowboys with the expectation that they're going to make the playoffs. The true test for McCarthy and this team is going to come week one of the playoffs if because it, it doesn't look like you guys are getting a one seed. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's when, who knows after week one, I might be on here cursing about how Dan Quinn needs to be the head coach. But, <laughs> but, but right now I had kind of a come to moment that, that I've been a little too hard on big Mike and um, I I, I'm happy. It's easy. We're I'm fans, happy. right? So yeah. first and foremost, we're right. fans. it's because I care McCarthy. Um, but as far as the yeah. X's knows in this game, John, I think you had a good point. The, the Seahawks do have weapons, but man, like I have DK Metcalf in a, a, a fantasy league. He's going to be on my bench this week. The Cowboys allow like the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Geno Smith's got an elbow issue. Pete Carroll's talking about how it's night and day difference, and he looks great. I think that's just coach speak. Kenneth Walker is most likely going to be out oh, in this game. Probably, yeah. I do like Zach Charbonnet, the young rookie running back they have, um, but at the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. And uh, I want to talk uh, a little off-field real quick. Uh, could we bolster up our linebacker position? The Shaq Leonard sweepstakes. He was in Dallas yesterday. He's in Philadelphia today. Kind of crazy. He's visiting those two teams. Both those teams could use uh, a bolster at linebacker. I think he's going. He said he's going to take some time. Um, and he said possibly after this weekend, maybe after he watches the Cowboys tomorrow night and the Eagles 49ers, he'll make his yeah. decision. But could be a bolster defensive coming. But I think the Cowboys defense is going to limit Seattle's points. I do think Seattle on the defensive side of the football can slow down Dak Prescott's momentum, but maybe Tony Pollard for a third straight week can get in the end zone. And I just think right now, the way CD lamb's um, cooking, if you put Weatherspoon on him, they, although they do have other talented defensive backs, Brandon cooks had another 70 yards in the touchdown last week. He's proving he is that number two wide receiver that we, we traded really for in the off season. Yeah. I just think the Cowboys are too much for Seattle, but, uh, the plus nine for me is too rich. I'll go Cowboys uh, 27 to 21. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said there because I think like like we were talking about, the Seattle Seahawks are a well-rounded team. They're just not a good team. Um, right. It sucks that Kenneth Walker is up because I do think he's a big part of their offense. Um, the thing I'm scared for, uh, for Gino is I, I do think he's been taking a lot of sacks this season. Um, and if he's already uh, dealing with an injury right now, this is not the team that you're going to get right against, in my opinion. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba's been coming on a little bit. Uh, you've got you've got DK, as you mentioned, on the fantasy team. I've got Lockett. It, he's got weapons to spread it around to, and it doesn't seem like any of them right now are kind of like takeover game wide receivers, um, unless you're playing the commanders. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just think that, Talent-wise, coach-wise, you know, timing of the season, everything is in the Cowboys' favor here. They're playing them at home. Um, I agree with you, though. The nine points is a lot to to swallow there. Um, but I do think the Cowboys uh, take advantage of another middling team here um, and, and continue their, their home win streak and continue the roll towards the playoffs. So um, I'll take the Cowboys 31 uh, Seahawks 27. It's a weird score, but all right, Luds. Uh, John and I are on the plus nine. You're coming off of a winning week. Congratulations. You're back up to 519 and 19 on the year. Big number here. Cowboys minus nine. What do you think? 
Uh, first, want to throw a shout out to GDR George Van Riper, our co-host. Uh, please pay attention to your fantasy lineup. You got a defense out and a tight end also out. So, uh, if you're listening, notoriously to this, please, bad. Yeah, please go to your lineup. Um, you know, be be a league player here and uh, fill your lineup out. Uh, to get to this game, Dallas at home, boys. We know how they are at home. As B uh, mentioned, 11, 11 and zero, right? In their last. 11 Maybe games? 11 or 12. They keep winning. Yeah. Crazy, guys. I think Seattle sucks. I think they've been struggling <laughs> the last few weeks. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, you know, nine looks like a big number, but the way Dallas has been rolling and blowing teams out, I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to swallow the points. I'm going to go 28 nice. 17. How about them Cowboys? Woo! Love the love the momentum. Love it. It, it loves your. I mean, this, this would be the last week for the Cowboys to get rolling against a team because, you know, obviously they're about to play the Eagles. They're about to play the Dolphins, about to play the Bills, about to play um, another tough team in there. But Stacking them, boy. Yeah, so so I like it. I like one one more lopsided Cowboys victory. Love where your head's at on that one. All right. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders who are uh, flying back home to D.C. to host the explosive Miami Dolphins. Tua will be in town with, of course, Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah, Jalen Waddle, the Penguin. Um, I believe Devin Achan is going to be healthy in this game. He's been a little banged up. They got Raheem Mostert. They got Jeff Wilson Jr. They've got a whole bunch of dudes on the uh, offensive side of the football. As a defense, um, other than Jalen Ramsey, who's been playing pretty well, I know the Dolphins just lost their best pass rusher, Jalen Phillips, last year to an Achilles injury. Uh, last yeah. week, excuse me. Um, NFL, if you're noticing, that's another Achilles injury on the MetLife turf. Do something about that stadium. That turf monster is killing your best players. Um, but I, I just think uh, this is another game where I'm going to talk next week about, wow, Sam Howell threw for 300 yards. He's still leading the NFL in passing. He looks great but the, the commanders are not going to be able to support him. The Dolphins are yep. just going to put up too many points. Again, this nine-and-a-half-point spread is too much for me. Um, Colin Coward always says it, John. We were talking pre-pod. If you get an NFL team who is embarrassed on national television, the next week they will play fired up. I think the commanders play fired up. I think they put some points on a below-average Miami Dolphins defense, give those commanders fans at home something to cheer about, but the Dolphins are just too much. Tua is going to keep it rolling. I'll say Miami gets just north of 30. Let's go 33. <clears throat> Excuse me. Commanders 24. So that'll be nine. Wow. Yeah, so barely, barely pushing the nine and a half. That's crazy. That's literally the exact same score I was going to say. No way. Um, yeah, yeah. I literally just was putting that together in my head, and you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, and, and I agree with you. I mean, the game flow, I, I think, will probably be like that. Um, I think Sam Howell will probably have another good game. And – in in a little bit in a summation i guess of some of the games we played this season i love that sam howell is doing what he's doing and i love that he's leading the league in yards some of those are a little hollow um you know we've sure. been in some games where we've you know cowboys essentially where we've lost these games and, and he's coming back brian robinson's doing a lot with his legs on stuff out of the backfield so take that with a grain of salt but i do I am excited to continue to watch the growth of how watch the growth of the enemy's offense, because I do think we, we are still building something uh, that's worthwhile there. And, or at least it will warrant a, a good, long, hard look at the end of the year by the Josh Harris group. Um, but on the flip side of the ball, I mean, obviously a lot of the attention is going to be on the defense this week because of the firing of, of uh, Wieselmeyer and Jack Del Rio. Ron's comments so far have basically been like, you know, he's going to simplify the defense and take some of the things out that, you know, he felt like were, you know, prohibiting them from playing instinctively or whatever that may be. But I don't care what you do defensively. This team at this point has let up the largest explosive play, the most, sorry, the most explosive, uh, most amount of explosive plays this year, uh, 20 plus yards. And on the flip side, the Dolphins put up the most amount of explosive plays of 20-plus yards. So you look at the speed on this Dolphins team, uh, again, I don't care what kind of adjustments you make, um, even on a long week. Like, we've got more time to prepare for this. But you've got guys like Tyree Kill and Raheem Mostert on the other side of the ball that run 4-2. Like, <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. Make whatever changes you want. Like, it's it's difficult to defend against those guys, even with good defenses in the NFL. And 
that's not what the commanders are right now. We are probably the worst defense possibly in the NFL. So um, I'm going to mimic your same score. I'm going 33-24. It's probably, you know, again, going to be another kind of, you know, Debbie Downer of a game for commanders fans. But again, take it with a grain of salt, take a deep breath. Like it's going to be a long five games moving forward, but it's, it really is, you know, we're looking forward to next year. We're looking forward to continued growth with Sam Howell. So. Yes, sir. Jay Ludd's another big number here. Dolphins minus nine and a half on the road. Yeah, you guys pretty much wrapped it up there. I think maybe Washington has a little momentum, you know, now Del Rio being gone. You know, you do see some teams come out the next week after, you know, firing the coaches and show a little something. So maybe their defense, you know, comes out with a little something, maybe surprise some people, maybe makes a few stops. Um, But I don't think it will be this week. As you guys said, it's the Miami just has too many weapons. Um I have seen Tua, you know, turn the ball over a few times this year, made some boneheaded throws. So maybe you guys, like I said, can create a few turnovers. But uh, just too tough a team, too many weapons. Um, the nine and a half, I'm going to take Miami uh, 31-14. I'm going to swallow the nine Blow and a half. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just swallow big numbers this week. All right, let, let's get into um, – I feel like every time the Eagles play, I'm like, this is the game of the week. This is the game of the year. <clears throat> this really is the NFC game of regular season game of the year. It's literally the two best teams in the NFC. Love my Dallas Cowboys. They would be a solid number three. They get the bronze medal right now. But these two teams are one and two, a rematch of the NFC championship game. Very controversial game last year. Eagles went out to the Bay Area, came away with the win. But Brock Purdy suffers the UCL tear. They had Josh Johnson in the game. They had Purdy in the game not throwing for a while. Like they just Christian um, McCaffrey not, throwing passes. McCaffrey was out there throwing passes. So yeah, pretty much the Niners playing without a quarterback. I know that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. A lot of uh bars being thrown back and forth. Hassan Reddick with some strong words to the 49ers. Debo Samuel and AJ Brown with some competitive banter back and forth. So no love loss between these two teams. Uh, Jay Luds, I got a stat for you um, to start us off here because mm-hmm. the Niners are three-point favorites right now. And this mm-hmm. is the first time in the Super Bowl era that a team has been 10-1 and one or better and been a home underdog by a field goal or more. So this has never mm-hmm. happened. That's like, I guess this is Vegas telling us that they just think the 49ers are a better football team. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. I yeah. think if you look at the quarterbacks, um, there's a clear advantage for Philadelphia. I, I Christian McCaffrey is a better running back than anyone in the league, but I would say weapons overall. Actually, no, and not not now that I think the Dallas Goddard's is out. I would say the Niners do have better weapons with with. I mean, because you got freaking Kittle, right, you so got Ayuk, you Debo. The Eagles, the Eagles have lost what three games in the last two seasons? Two games? Yeah. The Niners yep. have lost three straight weeks this year. So yeah, good point. You know, Injuries though but, during those weeks, so it makes it tough. Yeah, but, but Purdy yes, didn't look they, great. They, Purdy did not look great those three weeks. They, um, excuse me, uh, I, I believe they're either undefeated or they have one loss when Trent Williams is out. Like Trent Williams is the tone setter. John knows all about him coming from Washington franchise. They got they come out with a big boom box. They're all dancing like this. This team is they're they're physical. Like even McCaffrey looks like a pretty boy. That guy runs physical. This defense yeah. is physical. They they are down the the um, the the, uh, the Pro Bowl safety uh, Halafanga Halafanga. I'm probably saying that wrong. Yes, um, but they still got Bosa and the boys. They still got Fred Warner. They're just a great football team. They're a great coach football team. But one thing I think is concerning, I'm going to pick the Eagles. Let me bury, uh, not bury my lead. I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. But I've said the Eagles have got four straight games where they've been trailing at halftime. Let's think back to the 49ers the last time they played an NFC East opponent. It was the Dallas Cowboys. You remember what they did. They got out early on Dallas. They jumped on them, and they demolished them. So if this 49ers team that is good at getting out early on teams gets up by 14, 17 points, I don't think the Eagles are coming back for a fifth straight week. So for me, uh, if I'm picking the Eagles, which I am, the Eagles need to have a competitive game throughout and then have Jalen Hurts use that moxie to win the game in the fourth quarter as he so often does. On the 49ers flip side, they have to be winning this football game because Kyle Shanahan, the great Kyle Shanahan, one of the greatest coaches in the league right now, he has a career record in the fourth quarter. If he goes into the fourth quarter trailing by eight points or more, he is 0-37. Wow. So Shanahan, so it's like this, like I think we'll know that when the fourth quarter starts, like probably who's going to win this game based on um, the scoreboard. Like I don't think we're going to have um, 
excuse me, headphones are falling off here, a big comeback either way. But my reasoning, guys, for picking the Philadelphia Eagles is simple. Uh, there's a, a familiar friend of the podcast I used to bring up several years ago. Unfortunately, he's not in the league anymore. His name is Deshaun Jackson, as I like to call him, Jackpot. Jackpot officially retired from the NFL today. And guess what they're doing at halftime of the game? They are honoring the career of one Deshaun Jackson in Philadelphia. I think the link is going to be rocking for Jackpot, number 10, one of the best deep threats in NFL history, the Cowboy Killer. I got Jackpot to inspire those scumbags of Philadelphia. Maybe they'll rile up the 49ers and they'll try to fight the fans like the Buffalo Bills did. But I've got the Eagles in it. The game of the year. I got, I say, 26-24, fly, Eagles fly. How about you, John? Man, yeah, dude. This is going to be, like we've been, like you said, we've been saying it week after week. It's like these Eagles games. Like, what a what, like, scheduling genius, I guess. Or it, it doesn't even necessarily work out that way, right? You have to play who you have to play based on your, yeah. your finish the season before. But, I mean, this is just like we're just being gifted phenomenal games here for, uh, for a team that's very good, uh, at least in our division. And they're going to have to battle it out. They're going to have to battle the San Francisco team from what I've heard is super butthurt about the way that that game finished last year. Um, And, and they felt, uh, you know, obviously that wasn't a fair comparison of their two teams playing against one another. So they're going to come out firing, I think on, on all cylinders, they're going to be playing angry. You mentioned Trent Williams is going to be in the game. Debo Samuels is going to be back. They're going to be coming at full strength. So this is definitely going to be um, a very tough matchup for the Eagles. Um, and it worries me a little bit that the Eagles had such a difficult battle there with the Buffalo Bills last week. It can be hard uh, in the NFL to to muster that kind of stamina week after week when you're playing in gritty, grinded out football games. But when you think about what Philadelphia has done. We mentioned it earlier. That's what they do. I mean, you think about their identity, right? Like what's the one play you think of now when you think of the Philadelphia Eagles, it's the tush push. It's the brotherly shove, right? That if anything is, is a definitive grinded out smash mouth football play, like, like it or not, it's like line up, you know, I need one to two yards. Can you stop me? And most of the time, what 90 something percent of the time, they can't stop her. So it, it's a little bit of this, like I said, this Eagles identity. Sirianni kind of brings some of that underdog, uh, you know, grossness that Philadelphia is known for. <laughs> so I ultimately do. I, I think that uh, I agree with you. I think the Philadelphia Eagles pull this out. Um, I like I liked the take. I didn't know that they were doing the Deshaun Jackson uh, tribute now. Um, yes, so that's really cool. Look for A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith to maybe have one of those uh, – classic kind of Deshaun Jackson-esque deep ball breaks uh, late in the game, possibly to win this thing. Um, I'm going to go 31-28 Eagles. We both got to go. So just barely is a push, basically. John, great call um, with the the Eagles obviously playing an overtime game, playing essentially five quarters. And the 49ers, the 49ers, remember, played on Thanksgiving night. So right. they're, they have extra rest, although they're the road team. Maybe a little um, the war of attrition. They're a little bit healthier. But Luds, like I, I mentioned that line earlier. This is, this is a, a historical line being the road mm-hmm. team. Uh, three-point yeah. favorite against a 10-1 and one team. How do you feel? Yeah, especially San Fran being on the road um, really surprises me. Philly's tough at home. I, I think the Philly fans, as you mentioned, I think they're going to be all over the Niners. Um, oh, yeah. I like the Eagles here too, guys. Uh, I don't have as high scoring because you do still have two solid defenses. I think the Eagles' defense is solid. I think San Fran's defense is solid. Uh, there's going to be some points, but uh, I got it 24-23 Eagles on a late field goal. And I think yes. uh, I like it. I like Eagles Jake plus Elliott. three. We're all we're all in the Eagles bandwagon. I I mean, it's going to be a great game. Uh, but yeah, I think the Eagles can pull it out at home. I think if it was in San Fran, I'd maybe lean San Fran. But yeah, being yeah. in Philly, like I said, I'm just I'm, I am surprised. I'm just surprised as you guys that you know San Fran is favored, and and by three, not even by like one and a half or a point. Right. You know, three points, which is um, so I'm not. It makes me a little weary on this game with, you know, the way Vegas is thinking, but um, the way Eagles have been pulling wins out. Yeah. Eagles plus three. And the Eagles 
if they do win this game at home, it's going to go such a long way into the potential rematch between these two teams being in Philadelphia last year in the NFC championship, they had to go out to the Bay area. If the Eagles can assure, cause I know it's going to be hard to beat the 49ers once my God, it could be impossible to beat them yeah. twice, but if you're going to do it, make sure it's in your own backyard. So the Maybe Eagles a little need- uh, deflating for the Cowboys too. If, you know, their divisional foes come out and beat the Niners and just the way the Niners dominated the boys. So, oh, so yeah. another, it would be another rough. big thing, another some, big thing for the Eagles. You know? mind games there. Yeah. 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 But we'll, we'll have our, we'll have our say. Uh, the Eagles are coming to Jerry's world next week. I won't get ahead of myself, but you know what? We, we will have our say in the NFC playoff picture too, but one <laughs> week at a time, we're all on the Eagles. Uh, Ludge, you got an upset parlay to finish us up? Yeah. My parlay last, last week was awful, but uh, I like okay. Cleveland plus three and a half at the Los Angeles Rams this week. Uh, Cleveland's nice. been tough all year, guys. Close games. They've been pulling wins out. That's one of those sleeper teams in the playoffs that could be scary. Uh, you know, if they can pull out a win. Watch out for Miles first... Garrett, though. Miles Garrett might be injured. Yeah. Yeah. yeah D- I just DTR think DTR also. DTR might not play. Stafford's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Stafford's been playing pretty well. How about Kyron Williams? Yeah. Great fantasy. Didn't expect that coming back off the injury. Uh, but no, I like Sounds Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Um, you know, whenever they're underdogs too, it seems like they pull out these wins. So I like, yeah. they've done well for me this year. I like Cleveland plus three and a half and uh, I'm going with, uh, with the hot Broncos boys. Um, let's ride. Let's ride. Plus three and a half at Houston. Um, we all know CJ Stroud and, and Texans have been a real surprise team this year. Uh, but Denver's been hot. Um, I like them plus the three and a half and I'm not saying Denver wins that game, but I don't. I think they can keep it close, maybe within a point or so. So I like those two sure. games. So you got two two road teams at plus three and a half. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you're coming. You got two two great coaches. I love Stefanski in Cleveland. And what Sean Payton has done for Denver, that guy's got to get some Coach of the Year um, votes for sure. So I like I like the parlay. Uh, John, any final thoughts um, as we wrap up the month of November? No, man, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's regardless of what's going on with the commanders, it's awesome to be, you know, still in this division that just keeps it interesting year after year. Um, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Let's go. Uh, Jay Lutz, any final thoughts? Fire Todd Bulls. Ludge is done. Ludge is done with his bucks. Uh, we'll say, hey, Ludge, your bucks are still uh, only a game or two out of first. It's not. I right. know it's so crazy. Four and seven. And we're you, still. We somehow string a couple wins together. We still make make the playoffs. So. Hey, and you get we'll to see. play the Panthers this week. So enjoy, yeah, brother, and stream yeah. the Bucks defense for my fantasy guys out well, here. I, I, mean, I mean, it'd be cool to make the playoffs, but let's be honest. I don't think the Bucks are going to do much. So, I'm. A, I just want a better draft pick at this point. No. My final thought would be, um, Ludz, I'm going to piggyback on you. Um, the Dallas Cowboys probably are not going to get um, a first-round bye or a home playoff game because of the Niners and the Eagles. But right, right now, we would play the winner of the NFC South, as we did last right. year, um, which is right. going to be a lowly um, Saints, a beleaguered Bucks, or um, whatever right. the hell the Falcons are. So, yeah, um, so, so I'm, I'm feeling good about it. But one week at a time, enjoy the games this week. Um, everybody tell your families not to bother you at 425 because the Niners and the Eagles are playing. That could be the game of the year. We appreciate all you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed your turkey day, and hope you enjoyed the NFC East. Free! Free!